All right, ladies and gentlemen, the sound of that music means one thing and one thing only. It's another episode of the Hot Ham Sports Network podcast. Episode number seven. We're still in quarantine, Vin. Yeah, well, it kind of sucks, man. But like, like we said last week, we're going to keep pushing through and, and Hot Ham is going to be here for the people. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely what we're going to do in these troubling times. Is give someone, uh, uh, the people out there, something to listen to and something to be happy about. Uh, I am Dom, and joining me from his quarantined bubble and uh, is Vin. <laughs> We're no longer in studio because of the social distancing. And you're about six miles away from me right now. That's a pretty good distance, yeah? Yeah, I think we're safe at that point. No, I think they said six feet, so six miles should should be okay. Yeah, you definitely. You do. What's the difference between a mile and a country mile, Vin? Oh, I don't know. I couldn't tell you if I'm being completely honest. I'm going to tell you what I think it is. I think it means a country mile is like, like if if it, it it's. Anyway, so moving on here, <laughs> moving we're gonna on. we're gonna talk about some stuff here. Um, we listen. We're gonna get right into the news because okay. because listen, we're we're dying for it, aren't we, Vin? Oh yeah, and you know it was great that uh, the NFL basically pushed forward with their uh, new year as planned because we needed that. We needed some free agent news, and and there's been a lot of it. That's correct. And you know what? Um, my question to you, Vin, and I think it's an interesting one. Was it a very big sports news week or have we just been so deprived that we don't know the difference anymore? I, I think it's been a little bit of both. Uh, we, we've had some real big names in the sport. Well, the, the only really football, uh, you know, moving moving around and changing teams. But uh, we have been kind of desperate for it because. Oh, you just cut out real bad. Everything we've heard has been about this coronavirus. And now in the NBA, you know, guys like Kevin Durant are starting to come out and say that he's been infected by it. So, yeah, the one thing, yeah, the one thing safe out there. The one thing that we see that's really interesting about the whole, um, the the sports, the players coming out and being like, oh, I got it. I got it. You know, it kind of, it it actually adds to the panic a little bit because people are like, oh my God, if these people are getting it, that means I could get it. Oh my God. And this is the first time that I think uh, in a long time, where athletes and you know us normal people are playing on the same playing field, so to speak. So the big news that we have here, we're going to get to the big, big news soon, but I want to just get into this. We got Dak Prescott getting the franchise tag. Yes. That's not good because didn't uh, didn't Jerry Jones say earlier in the offseason, like, he's going to get his money. The, the thing I don't understand about giving Dak the press, the Dak the, Dak the Prescott, Prescott. The, <laughs> the franchise tag, is that uh, wh- how does Dallas have this money to spend on all these people? Like, they just gave Amari Cooper this ginormous contract. Yeah, I was going to get to that. That's a pretty like, big deal. Five years, $100 million, And I wouldn't give him that type of money. But, I mean, I know, understand they had a real good offense last season. But True. if I'm Dak, it's like, yo, when the fuck do I get paid? You know, you paid Zeke. You, now you paid Amari Cooper. And then they franchise tagged him, and then it was like all of a sudden. I mean, they didn't get Emmanuel Sanders, but that was like the next name that popped up that they were interested in. So Dak is like, it's like they're giving everybody the money except the quarterback. Yeah, you definitely have to figure that this is going to shake his confidence, and maybe this is a way for the organization to say, "Listen, we're we're aware of you, but you got to show us something this year." 
I mean, I think this is going to be the make or break year for Dak Prescott. And then he's going to maybe be a name that we remember in our past, sort of like how Mitch Jabriskie is going to be now. Right. And, and the thing is with Dak is I'm not a huge Dak fan. And the, wait, the reason it, why Mitch Jabriskie I bring up is because they just signed Nick Foles. In Chicago, so obviously he's this going. Guy, to... Nick Foles. Yeah, this guy Nick Foles, man, what a fucking journeyman here. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about bouncing around for somebody who's won a Super Bowl, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, this guy's just trying to land somewhere. But, but now, but that, that means the Trubisky experiment is probably over, right? It's got to be. I'm not. So I'm not trading for Nick Foles, bringing in that type of money to have him sit on the bench. Absolutely, it's going to be Nick Foles' team, and I'm going to run with him. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's a proven quarterback in the NFL. He's won a Super Bowl, as we've said before. I would really love to see him go deep in the playoffs again because that would be a really great story, especially in the, you know, with everything that's and, going on. And the on. thing I want to mention real quick with Dak is, you know, he hasn't won the, the playoff games or the big game yet, but it does seem like uh, it works in the regular season if everybody's healthy. Now, the thing is, they signed Amari Cooper, they franchise tag Dak, but... But didn't they lose they, some pieces on their offensive well, line, Vin? They had to let Byron Jones go, which yeah. is big on their defense. And and who knows what Sean Lee is is because he, that guy's always hurt. So, you know, they got their their number one offense back intact, but they took some big hits on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, but didn't season. they didn't they lose? <clears throat> I thought they lost out on like their one of their guards and and their center. I and, think I think you're right on that. And one of the big things that we definitely have known in this uh, with this Cowboys team for the last, I mean, at least three years, uh, their offensive line is an all Pro Bowl offensive line. Oh, it's one of the best we've ever seen. But you know, I'm I'm following down, I'm scrolling down the free agent tracker here, and you got to be happy that the Giants brought in a cornerback like James Bradbury. Yeah, you know what? That's a big, big improvement for me, and that shows me also that the Giants you know, are going in the right direction when it comes to the rebuild. I like this kid, and I think Giants fans out there are going to love him because you look when he was in Carolina and he played as the number one corner, and in a division that featured uh, Michael Thomas and Mike Evans, Yeah, for, he only gave up one receiving touchdown last season. Yeah, I mean, I saw some of those numbers too against some of the people he was up against, and like even when they were given all that work, because he faced Evans earlier in the season and he only saw like maybe three uh, or I, I'm sorry, he saw about six routes, and then they doubled it up to 12 routes, and he still contested those balls and held them to maybe five catches, I think I read. Yeah, this kid's real good, and he and he and he's a real good tackler, too. You know, he's not just a cover guy, so that's a good pickup for that defense. Let me ask you this, Vin, because I think this is an interesting question. When you see Derrick Henry get the franchise tag down there in Tennessee, is this the pardue of, oh, fuck, I've, his name just went out of my head. Who was the guy the that was on? No, no. Who was the guy that was on Dallas? Uh, the running back that was on Dallas, and then I think he went to Tennessee. Demarco Murray. Demarco Murray. That's it. Is this Demarco Murray part two? It's like you know we ran you into the ground last year. Let's see what you could do for me this year. I mean they're not giving him this a good deal, and this is a pretty uh, premier running back in the NFL right now. The thing with Derrick Henry and I, the situation that I don't understand is Tennessee does have a bunch of money. I know they gave Tannehill four years, 118, which to me personally, I think that's way too much for Ryan Tannehill. I get but, that, but you got to show confidence in the fact that you, this is, you're saying that this is our guy. Mariota going to, to the Raiders, I mean, you know, this is like... But pay Derrick Henry, man. He's so good. Yeah, but you know what? You could maybe get, you could maybe get uh, a, a four, like, 
productive years out of Tannehill, and maybe you get two out of uh, Henry, you know, because that's how it is in the NFL today with running backs. I mean, look at Todd it's Gurley. Amazing. Look at what I happened to Todd Gurley. Bring that name up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, this guy gets fucking cut. I mean, he's twenty five years old. I understand. <laughs> I understand the concerns of the fact that you're twenty five and you have you have arthritis, but you are Todd Gurley. Like, come on. You know, it's funny. I, I was looking at his stats earlier today because I know. Uh, remember in fantasy when me and you when you drafted him, we had that little wager, and you said he was going to bounce back, and he did. Yeah, but. I'm looking at his numbers last year, and it seemed like he had such a terrible season. He still went for over a thousand yards. He still compiled 14 total touchdowns. So I mean that that is a lot of touchdowns. I mean, really and truly, 14 total touchdowns on on an yeah. off year when you're not run, you're not taking the ball, you're not seeing the touches as much as you did the, the the prior year. I mean, the guy is electrifying when he hits the field. But now you have to figure. Is he going to be as productive in a new in a new offense? Because if oh, you look at the year, so. if you look at the year prior to when McVeigh, right? McVeigh came over, he was yes. terrible. He was like a he was like a flash in the pan, it seems. Like what happened to him? He was so fantastic and now he's just a nobody. But then McVeigh comes in, he does his system, and Gurley flourishes and he has what, twenty one touchdowns? Was it twenty two touchdowns that 20, year? Yeah, it was twenty one. And you know, it's a little scary for me with him going to Atlanta is uh the drop off that the running backs in Atlanta had last season and if that was if I was Todd Gurley I wouldn't have been so quick to jump on Atlanta I think I might have tested free agency a little more because he only signed a one year deal and you could get a one year deal with teams that are ready to win maybe like uh yeah why if he do you went think to an Indianapolis or somewhere like that why do you think he did a one year deal like what do you think was his like, if you're looking at the player himself what do you think his mindset is at here with a one year deal like that i mean cuz you're looking at players and, and and everyone in the nfl is looking for a long term deal to get some to get you know that security yeah i i think the one year deal i think his mindset has to be you know let's prove that we still have it yeah. Uh, you know, he's like you said, he's not an old guy. It's not like this is a 31, 32 year old, uh, journeyman running back. So I, I think at 25 years old, if he could, if he could come out and have, you know, a 12 to 1300 yard season, double digit touchdowns, he's got to think that, uh, it's, it's going to be a one and done in Atlanta and maybe try to get a bigger contract the, the following off season. I would love to see a guy like <clears throat> Todd Gurley continue to be good and proficient and have a lengthy career sort of like a, a la uh, Frank Gore. I would love to see that. Oh, that's my guy. So now another th- uh, new, uh, name that popped up here. We're going to speak about running backs here. Melvin Gordon going to the Broncos. How do you feel about this one? And also if we're on the Broncos, didn't they have a – aren't they having a little bit of a quarterback situation there? Well, the Broncos have had a quarterback situation since the day Peyton Manning retired. I think we spoke about that one episode a little while, uh, a little earlier. It's so true, though. <laughs> it's not Is that good. you laughing in the back? Yeah, I was giggling a bit because it, it's like <laughs> I'm smiling at the fact that they can't figure their shit out. You got John Elway there. You know, he's the fucking Savannah quarterbacks. And what's going on? I don't know. I mean, every see, the thing is, everybody labeled him that. Yeah. But how hard is it really to just bring in Peyton Manning, right? I mean, yeah, you got a good point. But see, the thing is, uh, with Melvin Gordon going to Denver, I see a little bit of a a Chargers situation with with, when it was him and Eckler. Are you really going to just bench Philip Lindsay and make Melvin Gordon the 
the uh, bell cow back because I'm not going to do that if I'm Denver. Philip Lindsay has been too good and too consistent for me. Oh no, they're definitely signaling that there's going to be a uh, a competition there, and you're going to have maybe a two headed monster there when it comes to the running backs. And that, and if we're talking about fantasy implications, that always sucks when you have to. Uh, oh, it's it's impossible to predict. That's what sucks about well, it. Well, you don't have your bell cow situation. Gosh, damn it. Uh, we're talking now. What is what? Um, uh, AJ Green with the franchise tag, thirty-one years old. Oh, this poor guy. I mean, let's talk about him for a second. The injury and everything. I mean, where where do you think this is going to go? And you know, it's funny because I had mentioned. I think it was uh, either to you or somebody recently that I thought he sat out all of last season uh, specifically to get healthy and for this off season where he could finally try to leave and maybe. Uh, latch on with a contender and then he gets franchise tagged and it's like where does this poor guy can't catch a break because you got to figure in the draft they're going to take joe burrow yeah i think they want to get i want they want to keep him there just to give some uh uh burrow someone to throw to unless this could be the season where you know they really they draft burrow and they really go to tank and then they look to trade him off mid-season and, and stockpile some draft picks because if i'm him i'm looking to get out well, I, I mean, yeah, but anymore. this is if you're looking at it from the uh, Bengals' perspective, you keeping AJ Green for that year, and you're not having to give him any big contract with the franchise tag. This is going to let you know pretty quick with your quarterback, your new quarterback, if he's going to have that elite talent. Because if you can't get the ball to AJ Green, uh, then you got to actually be looking for a quarterback and not another wide receiver. Absolutely, but there is a team that I wanted to talk about that made some really good signings this off season. I got you, and. uh I think coupled with one big guy leaving the division, and that being Tom Brady, the Miami Dolphins. You had to bring up Brady, right? We were going to save him for last. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You said the name. You said the name. You said the name. You said the name. Listen, listen. Miami, bringing in three guys. I'm going to bring up three names. Shaq Lawson, they pulled him away from Buffalo. Yeah. They pulled Van Noy away from New England. And then they bring in Byron Jones. So that defense next year in Miami should look very, very different. And I think they're going to put up some nice numbers down there. That's it? That's what you had to say? Oh, I'm waiting because for you now, to comment but, on No, it. no, because now we got to talk about Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady, Tom Brady. No, because Tom Brady is the talk of the town. And Wait, can, we talk about, can we talk about one more quarterback situation what, before that? Phillip Rivers? I got one I want to throw at you. Well, for Rivers is another interesting one, actually. But that wasn't. That wasn't where I was going. Go ahead, though. Okay, so Carolina. They yeah. signed Teddy Bridgewater, who I like. I'm, I'm a Bridgewater guy. I think he's a very good quarterback. True, true. But now they they uh, they give Cam Newton the okay to go ahead and, and seek a trade. So I don't know. I, I brought up some teams that I thought would be interesting for Cam Newton to uh, land with, and I wanted your opinion. Sure. I'm going to give you two. Well, I'm going to give you the big one first, and the big one would be him replacing uh, Tom Brady in New England. What do you what do you think Belichick could get anything out of Cam Newton? I don't think Cam Newton is some a player that Belichick would want because he, Cam Newton has an attitude problem, and I know I'm saying that, and I know a lot of people think that that's like a, a terrible thing to say, but the guy, you know, he has terrible body language. I mean, in and out of the huddle and in the press briefing. He's got a terrible wardrobe. 
Uh, this is someone well, that, that, that that goes without saying. This is someone when you bring him onto a team, he could be more of a damage than than any, more of a of a curse than a blessing. Sort of like with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, this guy in that locker room. I mean, what a talent and what a fantastic player and some great memories for me as a Giant fan with Odell Beckham Jr. But at the end of the day, when you're a little bit mentally unstable and sh- and and you show it, you know, and you flaunt it practically. It brings the whole team down, and it also kills the morale of your fans, and 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 then it makes the coach seem like he doesn't have control. So, I mean, Belichick's got a bit of a a, a, a struggle ahead of him. Um, you know, you got to think that he will have a plan, but I definitely don't think Cam Newton is a part of that plan. Okay, so now what do you think about Cam Newton going to the Chargers and them opening up a new stadium with a name like Cam Newton? I think that's a much better play. Um, obviously, letting Philip Rivers go means. You are looking to the future. Is Cam Newton going to be your future quarterback? I I don't think so, but uh, I'm sure he's got some game left in him. I mean, he had a lot of time off because of the troubles that he had uh, this past season with the uh, ankle foot. So <laughs> the ankle foot. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure that Cam Newton. I mean, this guy is uh, is is a fantastic football player. You know, I mean, been to a Super Bowl, electrifying. You know, running the ball and throwing the ball. I mean, he's a, he's a two uh, a two uh, weapon quarterback. Um, that went healthy when healthy. So I mean, you he, to to sleep on him would be, I think, uh, a mistake. And the Chargers, I think, uh, if the deal is is good, you know, for for them, and because you got to figure they want to protect themselves. I don't see a long term deal for Cam Newton anywhere, to be honest, because I think I, it's just I, he's I too much of a liability. On that. What's that? I agree with you on that. I don't see him getting a yeah, multi-year deal. I don't, I don't deal. think he's going to get a multi-year deal. I think deal, he though. has to be another proving type of guy. I think so, too. How do you think about Now we got to talk about Tom Brady. So first, before we begin, I want to <laughs> thank Tom Brady for the memories that he's given me. Uh, because this is the type of player that has uh, allowed me to enjoy two Super Bowl victories, uh, two Super Bowl um, parades in New York City, the Canyon of Heroes, uh, and also brought so much misery for for about twenty years to, oh my God, to, to the, this city, to to uh, well to one part of it. So, uh, and I mean, um, no no disrespect to Jet fans. I know that a lot of Jet fans are just so so happy about this to see that he went out of the division. <laughs> I think you texted me when he said he was going to walk. You were like, imagine he goes to Miami and just continues to torture <laughs> Jet fans. And the thing that's funny about it is. They finally got – they didn't even just get him out of the division. He went to the NFC, which is like the best thing because he's far away. They won't have to see him anymore. And now what's really interesting, let's say Miami is to draft Tua, which I think they will. Uh, in another year or so, this this division is going to be a very uh, young quarterback-driven division, which is I think really good for these fan bases. Do you um, now? Let me ask you this: What is the fate of Jameis Winston? Because isn't he uh, up? Oh God! So he has no contract, oh, right? No, uh, Jameis Winston. I, I don't even know if I would want him on my team as a backup. Really? He's that. I think he's that bad. It's funny because I just saw a video recently online. Uh, it was uh, so Jameis Winston threw thirty interceptions last year, and they they went through the whole season. And they found like 22 more passes that hit defenders right in the hands that were dropped. Oh my so god! So this guy was looking like looking down the barrel of a 50 interception season. 
Well, now uh, hold on a second, and this is pretty big news because this this hit. Uh, I kind I think kind of right when the coronavirus hit. So like it it was news, but it was kind of like under the radar. He recently went to the doctor, and they found out that he is like legally blind. Okay, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And they did they did corrective I surgery know. on his eyes. And now apparently he's got 20-20 vision. Now, do you think that that factors into his performance? Because he is a talent. No, I, I don't. I don't think it has any effect on it. Oh come and on! I'm just. I'm just being honest because, see, I was one person that going into. I'll say about halfway through the season. Yeah. I was telling. I was talking about Jameis Winston as, you know, this guy is going to throw interceptions because he believes in his arm strength and. And he thinks he can make any throw on the field, which in in some aspects is a positive because you want your quarterback to have that confidence. But in other aspects, you know, when you look at the numbers, I mean, this guy was giving up the ball over two times a game. Sure. Yeah. He's turning the ball over quite a bit. Yeah. He's turning the ball over quite a bit. But he also he also put up a lot of yards and and had touchdowns. He was one of the best uh, fantasy quarterbacks uh, last year. Well, it's amazing. how Over time. I mean, the league. It's amazing how you can lead the league in passing yards and passing interceptions. We don't see that too often because most of the times you're throwing that many picks, you're, you're going to hit the bench eventually. You would think. No, I mean they were they were. It was Jameis Winston. You're all in on uh, on uh, uh, James, uh, famous Jameis. But you know the th- the thing for me is, do you think now on the other side of it with the Cam Newton conversation, do you think he could land in New England or uh, or in uh, uh, San Diego? Or Los Angeles well, now, right? Well, it's going about to be uh, Vegas. No, oh no, that's oh, the is Raiders. It Vegas. Oh, uh, it's the Raiders. Yeah, uh, Cam Newton. So Cam Newton's an interesting uh, project. I'm going to call him because of the whole ankle issue. Yeah, I I th- actually think that New <clears throat> England would be a very good landing spot for him. Who Cam? Uh, and it, and it's for Cam. Yeah, for Cam Newton. I don't think and I so. think that. Well, I think that because. If there's anybody who could fix no. him, um, I, no. I have to believe it's Belichick. No. Who, now, what proof do, do you have of that? Like who? Him? Who is who is Belichick ever fixed? Well, well, he made uh, he got Matt Castle paid big time. No, no, no. I'm uh, paid. The only the only player that that um, what you call it that Bill Belichick ever was able to corral in any way was Randy Moss in a sense. Well, but, he really didn't. But have he was much, much of a chance with. Uh, but he was a much Antonio older. Brown. He was a much older Randy Moss at that time, and, and you would think that with the age came some wisdom. But I don't see that with Cam Newton whatsoever. You know, there was a clip well, of him on Instagram. He was yelling at like a kid on the sideline that was like yelling at him. <laughs> well, the thing called him like Cam a little bitch is, or something. Like, you gonna call an eleven year old a little bitch? We all know Cam could be he he could be very uh, flamboyant and very uh, into it with the fans. But like I said, if there's one guy that I had to put my money on to maybe uh, ring him in, it would have to be Belichick because so many of these other coaches, and, and now that the league is starting to go so much younger, yeah, uh, a lot of these coaches can maybe look at Cam and be intimidated, where I don't think Belichick will, will uh, be intimidated in any way. And and the thing is with Belichick, it doesn't matter who you are. If you don't perform, it, it's it's come sit the bench, and you have to put up you you have to do your part uh, to stay in the lineup in New England, and I think that yeah. could be a positive for. Cam. I don't know. I just I I picture Cam Newton and Bill Belichick in the same room, and I just picture them not being able to even speak to each other. <laughs> like I picture just like down. <laughs> I picture like Cam saying something, and and Bill being like, "What?" 
<laughs> like that's it. You know, you're not you're not Tom Brady. He goes. He just goes. I don't understand, but uh, I, don't, I don't get it. What What are you saying? Like you know, just like completely. Re- like I mean, but that's just another thing. So now, so Brady going. So we're talking. We talked about Winston. We talked about uh, all these other guys. Tom Brady signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What the yes. fuck? Ha- what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man, so but you know, the wor- so America is in the grips of the COVID nineteen virus, <laughs> and everyone is in a panic. The market is tanking. Society is on the verge of collapse. And then Tom Brady, the 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 poster <laughs> child of of New England, the poster child of of the Football, city, really. the city of uh, I mean, the state of Massachusetts. You know, and he goes to Tampa, Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well. I mean, oh, is this boy. is this a sign of the end of times? Because this is really fucking weird. See, the thing is, now, like we've mentioned, we've seen this type of stuff before, where Joe Montana leaves the 49ers and, uh, you know, Peyton Manning leaves the Colts. But the thing was with Peyton was that he went to such a, a win-now-oriented uh, team where they had the defense in line and they had Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas and – they had these guys, and yeah. with with Brady, listen, I understand Mike Evans is an elite talent. Uh, Chris, Chris Godwin, Godwin Chris Godwin's burst fantastic. onto the scene last year with over 1,300 yards, but that's pretty much it yeah, <laughs> as yeah, far as the yeah. Tampa Bay Bucks go. Listen, I get it. I mean, okay, so I understand those are, those are the, the, the talents that are there. What You still didn't answer my question of what the fuck – I don't know. Like how? Like know. Vin, you're 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 very very knowledgeable when it comes to sports. Please tell me what the fuck Tom Brady is doing. Okay, so this is my opinion on the situation, and I could be wrong. You could agree or disagree. Where was the team that we all heard that Tom Brady was gonna uh, land with? And, oh. and remember, I told you I didn't want it to happen. The Forty ers right? I think the 49ers was Tom Brady's uh, ideal situation. Yeah. And when the four, see, this is how it all pretty much unfolded. The 49ers came out and John Lynch said that Jimmy Garoppolo was his guy. So then at that point, you know, you still have New England, obviously. Who's going to turn down a Brady back to New England situation? And then it was, uh, you know, came out that New England was pretty much moving on. And then Tom Brady announced on social media that, uh, you know, he his time in New England was done. So at that point, does does Tom Brady start to scramble? I don't know. And then, you know, you have all these situations uh, basically rounding into form with all these teams filling up the quarterback vacancies that, you know, maybe Tampa was just the best situation on top of the money they threw at him. Because there was really nowhere else for him to go. But why not the Chargers? I, I think uh, if it comes down to the Bucks and the Chargers, I, I think I'd have to pick the the Bucks. Just basic, just basically uh, going on their receiver talent. Where I think Keenan Allen is very good, but but he's not a Mike Evans. And then Chris you got Godwin, Hunter Henry so, there. Yeah, yeah. Why not try well, to go to Pittsburgh? But what? Really, but you know, Tampa's got like an OJ Howard. Do you think maybe he tried to go to Pittsburgh and didn't uh, did, couldn't get a deal? I think I think Pittsburgh. I think Ben is still their guy. Really, I, I, he's saying that he's throwing now with no pain, which is very good for him because, you know, 
the good thing about Eli was that Eli got to go out kind of on, on his own terms. He preserved his health. I don't want to see a guy like Ben Roethlisberger be taken away from the sport due to injuries. I don't think that would be fair to him and to the fans. By the way, so, by the way, Eli Manning, yeah, yeah. always a giant, always a giant, and that's, and that's only about a giant. That. You know, that's what's great about him, and uh, and hopefully Roethlisberger gets to go out that way because now we're not going to see it with Tom Brady, we're not going to see it with Philip Rivers, we didn't see it with Peyton. So Eli did it the right way, and and hopefully uh, somebody like Ben could go out the same way. You know, it's true because you look at like what happened with Brett Favre, right? I mean, you know, he's your guy for so long and then he goes to two teams. And one of them yeah. was your was your rival. I mean, that's got to <laughs> fucking burn you up inside, you know? So yeah, I'm pretty you know, happy. And it seemed like like all along, uh even when he landed with the Jets, his main goal was to get to the Vikings and stick it to Green Bay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just happy that like you said that uh with Eli at least, you know, we we had we had him go out with uh, with just this team and, and nobody else and no speculation. Yeah, and apparently the Bears apparently the Bears tried to get him. Apparently they they flirted with uh, getting him in and uh, he he denied it. Which is Did they really? Yeah, I mean that was a rumor. I can't confirm nor deny it. But uh, apparently they invited him out to dinner and everything, and he said no. Well, good for him. And that means it's, and that shows you that uh, with the Bears, I mean their first choice would have been Eli Manning over Nick Foles. Could you imagine if Eli ended up in Chicago? <laughs> that would have been so weird. It would have been just so weird to see Eli Manning in a different jersey other than the Giants blue. And and it's going to be, I don't, for me, honestly speaking, with the, you know, you gave your opinion about the uh, Tom Brady thing. My opinion is this. I'm, I, I still don't believe it until I see it. Yeah, I know. I, know I swear <laughs> to God, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I, it, it just seems so unbelievable that Tom Brady would end up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and more power to them if they think that this is a guy who's going to put them in a better position to make the playoffs and maybe win a Super Bowl. Because every team's goal, if they're not in an outright rebuild, is to win the fucking Super Bowl, yeah? Well, you know you know what's amazing is that uh, yeah. next year we're going to get two matchups of Tom Brady versus Drew Brees in the regular season. That's true. That is true. That That's going to be, that's going to be fun. You know, it makes you it really makes you think when these guys are really and truly in the twilight of their careers, the sun is setting on these guys. Eli was the first to go of this class of quarterbacks of this era of quarterbacks, and you got to figure they got one to two years left on all of them, right? You got to figure yep. that, you know, because Breeze got that two year deal. You got to figure that Roethlisberger's maybe got one, maybe two left. Rivers is going to give it one yeah, last Phillip ride Rivers. here. I, and, you know, and then it's just like, who's going to be, I mean, you got, of course you got Patrick Mahomes, but who's going to be the other guy? Who's going to be the, wh- what is the, di- the dais, so to speak? No, it's not going to be Jimmy G. He failed. But you look at the dais. Jimmy G. Jimmy G sucks. Jimmy G sucks. If you put, to, I said this before and I maintain it. If Tom Brady, <laughs> if, Tom, if Tom Brady was under center in that game, you would have won the Super Bowl. I swear, to, I swear to you, yeah, I maintain well, that, and you know, I think you, I think in the back of your head, you do not want to admit it, but I know you know that it's true. I know but, you know that it's but true. That, but listen, I, do, 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 Okay, I get and that. It's funny because you know you start to look at these quarterbacks, and like you said, yeah, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Second year in the league, third year in the league, and you know he's becoming the face of the NFL. And where does the other quarterback come from? Because now you look at the other guys who have been the face. 
even Russell Wilson. Do you think of Russell Wilson as a 31-year-old quarterback? I still think of Russell Wilson as being, you know, his late 20s and being yeah, able I'm to real, run around I, the field I, and all this. But you know, I'm really trying. I'm I'm really thinking about that when you said that, and it's true. I did not think he was even 31 years old. And, you know, it's it's no, a testament. Yeah. It's a testament to his talent. It really and truly is. It's a testament to to the the caliber of talent that that Russell Wilson really is. I mean, this is a guy who, de- uh, you know, see- every season is just putting it out there, all on the line, and like not losing a step. He's definitely not losing a step. It seems. And you, and you know what would uh, you know what would be amazing that that no. last quarterback draft that we had with uh, Al, uh, uh, Allen and Darnold and those guys, it would be pretty amazing if those guys would you know take over and be the next face. But it would be pretty cool. If uh, Joe Burrow and Tua, if Tua does land in Miami, could you imagine having uh, if Sam Donald and Josh Allen turn out to be what their teams expect? And then Tua, you got three guys right there, and that could make for a very interesting AFC East for the next decade or so. Yeah, it would sound like the uh, how the NFC East used to be. Right. You know, exactly. That that ultra competitive, always going to be balls to the wall type situation. And it's something that you hope for because now the XFL has died because of the coronavirus. You could actually oh, say, you could actually say that the XFL was one of the largest victims in terms of casualties, in terms of loss of life from COVID nineteen. I think so. I think so because it really. Uh, I don't see how a league that was that hit the ground with such f- uh, steam and then died down so fast, and now they got to go through this. Who cares about the XFL anymore? It's just so unbelievable that we, you had mentioned it before we started recording. How close were we to opening day for the MLB? Oh, man. It was next Thursday, right? Or something? 21st. Five five days. And I was supposed to be at City Field. It's mind-boggling to me that, because like right now it's still so fresh, like this whole thing that's going on and how everything's slowing down. Like today, for example, uh, it's Saturday at the time of this recording, uh, and I went out, and the, the island here on Staten Island is absolutely mobbed. There are so many people out right now. And I thought that, that this quarantine thing was already going on, this this mandatory 100% non-essential. But it's not. It goes into yeah. effect tomorrow, apparently, or something, or tonight at 9 or something. So everyone is out trying to get their shit right now. And I'll, I'll say personally, I know that you, you've you been sent home. Like, you're not, you're not going out anywhere. I still got to go to nope. work. And the commute has been amazing. I've heard that from a few people, actually. <laughs> there is no one out, and it's both excellent and creepy at the same time. So my neighbor works for uh, National Grid, and he was saying that his commute is usually, give or take, an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. And he said the past few, uh, the past week or so, it's been like 40 minutes of a commute. I, I would leave. So what I used to do to get to work on time, on time. I would leave my house at 6.20 and get to work at 8, like at 8 o'clock, all right? I've been getting to work in 15 minutes flat. Are you serious? I'm not even <laughs> fucking kidding. I, I swear to God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get I get to work so fast that it's it, it makes me want to throw up. So, Dom, yeah. I have a question. There's a team in the NFL, and we mentioned the quarterback, and I want your opinion on if they're going to be able to uh, compete for the division next season, given the two two moves that they made. Okay. The Indianapolis Colts play in a division. 
with the Jacksonville Jaguars and who seem to be on the downfall. But the main uh, competition in that division, you have to think, is going to be the Tennessee Titans, right? Absolutely. I think the Titans are the main competition. And do you think bringing in Phillip Rivers and making a trade for uh, a guy like DeForest Buckner is going to be enough to put that team into contention in the division? I think it definitely gives them a better shot. I mean, with like, if you had to choose between Philip Rivers and Cam Newton, I'm going to take Philip Rivers because Philip Rivers is a, is an ultra competitor. I understand that Cam Newton is a competitor as well, but he, again, I'm going to say it, and I know it's a very unpopular opinion. He really gets in his own head, and when he gets into his own head, he could really screw up the game and uh, and and lose it, you know, for 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 the for the team. But Pey- uh, Peyton, excuse me, Philip Rivers has that gung ho mentality. I mean, he's a real baller. Like he wants to go out and play football and like make it happen. He's not trying to make a fashion statement. Yes, he right. has nineteen kids and counting, but still, <laughs> this is a guy who I think is going to put you in. A, he's a quarterback's quarterback, in my opinion. Like this is a guy who's going to go out there. He's a gunslinging quarterback. He's going to take the chances. He's going to lead your team down the field. And try to get you to win a football game. Not saying that Jacoby Brisket Brissett didn't have those qualities because you know I didn't see a lot of them, but I know that he he was he he did a hell of a job there, right? So if you upgrade that caliber of talent a little bit, like with the Philip Rivers, who still got gas in the tank, who took the Chargers uh, a pretty, I mean, uh, a little a little deep a couple times, but still always in contention, always a part of the conversation. I mean, there was. I mean, there's a reason why when there was the argument of who is more elite or who is a better quarterback, Philip Rivers or Eli Manning, the reason that Philip Rivers is always in the conversation because he's just that damn good. Yeah, of, it's of course, true. Eli's got the Super Bowls and everything like that, and they were like, "Well, the numbers belong to Rivers," and and that's the reason because he is a talented uh, quarterback, and I think you put him in the dome. You know, uh, you, you, is it still a dome? Uh, it's not Lucas Oil Field, is it anymore? Is it still Lucas Oil? Yeah, Field? yeah, there you yeah. Go. So you're gonna yep. put them in the dome. I thought they had a new stadium. You put them in the dome, right? I mean, you're gonna have great. I mean, you're gonna all, and you already have Ty Hilton. You already guys have Ty like Hilton. That. You know, it's going to be, I think, a good uh, a situation for him. The running game is really coming to its own there in in, uh, uh, in Indianapolis. I think that the, the the pieces that they've added it really does make them a contender, and especially like you said, the Jaguars are on the down uh, on the downtrend right now. And you know, I I think I, I don't know if we have any Colts fans listening out there. Uh, if we do, I'm going to tell you that you guys. I, I know it always sucks to give up a first round draft pick. Yeah. But as as somebody who's watched this kid play from the day he got drafted. DeForest Buckner is going to be a very popular player in Indianapolis because this kid uh, has done nothing but improve his his play. He's an all-pro type player. He's uh, he's had double-digit sacks in a season. So I think that defensive line and that defense in general picked up a stud, and, and it sucks to have to see him leave yeah. my team. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Wait, how do you feel about the, uh, the new um... – the new CBA and the fact there's going to be an, what is it, an extra football game, right? Yeah, seventeen uh, games, an and extra then they cut one off of the preseason. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting to me. I think it's going to it's going to definitely change how the uh, the the record books look in terms of people's numbers. And they're, and they're also you know it's crazy because they're also adding a playoff team. Yeah, I know which, that's going to be really I think fun. It's going to be good. I think that's great because it gives you another opportunity to just have more exciting football. <laughs> and nobody's got to be more happier than the than the. 
consistent eight and eight Dallas Cowboys, right? <laughs> yeah, but because that, it seems like they're always just that's on prob- the cusp. That's of probably a where they spot. franchise them because if you can't get it with an extra game there, the extra uh, the extra team, <laughs> yeah, right, right, screw it. Now, a question uh, before we wrap this up because uh, we're we're running out of time. Well, not really running out of time here, but I think uh, you know, just want to try to put this to bed here. What are the Jets going to do about their uh, wide receiver uh, core? Because <laughs> Robbie Anderson no is still not signed. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yeah, I have no idea. I think they got a draft. So the good thing for Jerry the Jets Judy, is that right? draft is so deep in talent. Uh, I think if it's not Judy, it's got to be C.D. Lamb. Yeah, C.D. Lamb's the other one. You know, th- there's there's so many receivers coming out this year that with a young quarterback, and it's and they're they're kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place because I can't kill the Jets if they were to take. Uh, an offensive lineman to protect yeah. Sam, yeah. but they did. So they did have some good signings this offseason. I think they brought in three uh, offensive linemen, yeah, which gives them a little leeway. But I think they definitely have to draft that number one receiver now. No, well, I mean they're definitely signaling it by not uh, signing Robbie Anderson, right? But now that's another year where you have a rookie wide receiver. I mean, hopefully the talent pool is good enough for them that the guy hits the ground running. But this is this signals to me another year of woes. In the offense, because you got uh, uh, Quincy and Unua, right? I know Yo, he's. God, I mean, the guy can't stay healthy. I can't stay healthy. Uh, Robbie Anderson really came to his own, especially later in last season. Yes, I and would, then I late would in this Robbie season, Robbie Anderson back. If I was the Jets, I know, but they're just. I mean, it, obviously they haven't signed him. I hopefully they maybe get a deal at some point. But I think I would love the opinion of some Jet fans that maybe they could put it into the uh, the group chat. Uh, yeah, absolutely. What's the plan here? I mean, and and is there concern? You know, obviously, I think there should be. I mean, think about it. Who's he going to? You're going all in on Sam Darnold. They're talking about how great he is going to be a quarterback and all that. Well, I mean, everyone was complaining that oh, he's throwing to an undrafted free agent in Robbie Anderson. Uh, so so what's the plan now? Well, I'll tell you what. They better draft a receiver if they're not going to bring back Robbie Anderson because. Uh, they need somebody for Sam to throw to, and you know it sucks that they yeah. if they don't keep him because he really developed good chemistry with uh, Sam Donald at the end of last season. Yeah, it's really such a shame, and uh, I think as a Jets fan, you got to be just upset that again you have a good situation that could be squandered by just bad team management. Yeah, and it seems like that seems to be the Jets' uh, mo at this point. Well, you know that's how it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so, so much for listening to this week's episode of the Hot Ham Sports Network podcast. We are on quarantine. We are talking to each other through Skype, so forgive the quality if it's not that fantastic. Always inter... Go ahead. And Dom, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, 201-549-9703. We want to hear from you. Yeah, Butch gave us a call. I tried to get it on. I'm having some technical difficulties over here. We are going to play it as soon as we can, probably next week. Uh, nonetheless, you call in, you give us your question, comment, or concern. We will play it on the air, and it is a fantastic, fun time party. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Keep a six-foot distance from everybody. We're going to get through this, everybody. Uh, take care. Then we're out. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.